Hi, welcome to another episode of Coffee with Mirko. Uh, glad to have you here. I hope you're safe and sound and uh, hope you enjoyed this uh, podcast, live stream and video that you're about to see. Uh, today we'll be able to be joined, luckily, uh, by Jared Truby. So we'll, we'll really have a good time with Jared and uh, you'll feel free to ask all the questions that you want if you're live. If you're listening, this is going to be an amazing uh, opportunity. Before we get started, uh, big shout out, Bambito, Estate Coffee, Luda Vertigo, Tahani, Fran Cam, HJ Coffee, A. Albolina, Trey with M, A. Emma, and uh, everyone who's tuning in. So I'll uh, send the invite to Jared. Looking forward to meeting him and uh, have a good chat with him. So... Hopefully he tunes in soon from the other side of the world and uh, hope you got your coffee and enjoy another episode. Um, if you're new, <clears throat> it's, uh, oh, here we go. Spot on on. You. You. What's up, dude? Just living the dream. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Man, you look good, and thanks for being super on time. I try my Across best, Dave. It's always tricky with time zones, but, uh, yeah, you're killing it. Uh, how you doing? Oh, I'm crushing the longest week of my life, but I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm sure we'll touch base on that. Um, first and foremost, uh, thank you very much for giving us uh, your time we know you're super busy and thank you for being here uh, during these times and uh, i hope you and your family and the cat and cloud fam is doing well with the whole COVID situation thanks yeah we're, we're doing well considering for sure fantastic um jared uh, let's get the ball rolling um and master barista say shout out um uh, how did you get your coffee journey started okay great question uh dad dad first back in the day like 2000 slightly before but 2000 is when i started taking it seriously he would he would bring home kenya double a and and guatemala antigua shb and he didn't really know what all that meant but he loved tasting the difference uh he and my grandparents would drink it i would smell it and i'd be like smells so good didn't like the taste right and then i started noticing they did taste a little different and that was kind of the beginning. He started a little specialty coffee shop. Actually, it was a specialty food shop, more like Italian food. And it had a, a lever machine, a company in the United States called Delano's, uh, delivered us coffee. I learned to pull espresso based on those, you know, primitive style in 2000. And slowly but surely, like, uh, as, as his, his company, I went away to college for a year. He, he got out of the business. I came back and went to a company that basically taught us the history of coffee, you know, like the, you know, the equator and the coffee belt and some of that stuff. And, and you had to make microphones. First time I saw a really paint texture and, and you had to pass the test to work there. And I'm like, Oh, I got to pass a test. Well, I'm going to ace the test. I'm going to ace it. And that was kind of the beginning. Went to a barista competition, got last place and the rest was history. I will never get last place again. And then I got better. I think, well, I think, uh, there's such a great component about losing as well. I think that, you know, I always say that my favorite number out of 100 is 99 because it leaves room for that one 
point to work on. Um, when you get 100, you just sit on your butt and you just stay there because it's cozy and comfortable. Um, but if you get 60, then you got to work even more than others. So, yeah, that's a good place to be. And, in fact, now you're winning. So, fantastic. Um, drinking, I'm sure you've been drinking coffee all day because over there it's towards the end of the day. So, Yeah, I just did a little, uh, a little EK shot. Uh, calibration thing with uh, one of our roasters who was interested, and so we were pulling some of the coffee he roasted and talked through it. It was fun. So yeah, but that was an hour ago. I, I think I'm good on coffee for the day. <laughs> yeah, cough it up. Um, so uh, Jared, could you kindly tell us uh, tell us a little bit more around the ideas and the values uh, behind Captain Cloud? Yeah. So uh, let's see. The best way to begin is we want Captain Cloud to be a place of betterment we want people whoever works here for however long they work here we want them to be able to leave here and be the best or one of the best candidates of wherever they go and one of my favorite things so far has been people who don't need interviews to get jobs elsewhere if they've worked for myself and our company it'll be like oh you work for cat and cloud you're in uh so that's important but what's even more important is there's been this dichotomy in the world of if you work in a really cool company and you leave, there's something bad either about the company or with you. That's wrong. That's not true. The truth is sometimes you don't know that your dream job is something else until you start doing something. And whatever that thing is, oftentimes coffee's great. It's connective. It's like a live bar setting where you don't have to be up till three in the morning and be hung over. It's, it's great. And people often think they want to do it forever. And then they don't. And so my job, our job as a company is to help people be better, whether that's leadership, communication, you, the list goes on, mentorship, whatever that is for you, we want to connect who you really are to your work so that you know if you want to be here, you're here for the right reasons. And if you realize that this work isn't for you, that's cool. You still had an epic experience and you're better now. <laughs> so that's generally our philosophy. That's that's what I love the most about a lot of American businesses. I think the shifts in mentality that you guys have compared to, let's say, Europe or even Australia, I just love that. Uh, and I think that you're so spot on in terms of, at the end of the day, you never know what you like until you try it, right? So for many years, I thought artichokes were disgusting, and yet I find them now delicious. Yeah, like, and mom used to say, hey, try this, and I'm like, no, I don't like it. And they were like, how do you know? Yeah, so that's, that's, that, that's exactly right. And I think also, you know, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, such a wrong concept around owners trying to hold on to employees, hold on to them whilst they're trapping their wings. I think, you know, it's better someone leaving with zero resentment, zero, uh, rather leaving and just speaking super well about the company rather than being feeling guilty about leaving because you feel free them in. So, yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, very slightly, would you go back down the road of competing at all? Great question. You know, competing for me was never about winning, even though I wanted to do better. Competing to me was about representing something our company for one you know like helping build something a company i also wanted to have and always will if i ever were to compete in some capacity have something to say i'd never liked the idea of competing just to 
you know, just to win, even though I like to, to win. <laughs> we all like to win. Um, what meant more is that I had something to say that was impactful. So the, the year I won, I talked about character. I talked about character in the context of coffee's complex, humans are complex. You can't, you're not going to get the same exact experience every day, and that is a beautiful thing. So to answer your question now, shortly, no, I don't think I would compete. The whole, my whole thing is about helping others be better, and there are a lot of people. If I were to take that place, first of all rad it's a publicity stunt of sorts jared truby he's a famous barista he's competing i don't know that that's that that's selfish to me i would prefer to help somebody in my company experience and grow in the way that i learned and grew and then help them to become a better professional in the process that means more to me and they get to go be better share their own story and their own perspective and i get to help that that's way cooler so yeah no. Which, which, from that answer, I gauge that you're more about the people than the, you're a people person. Therefore, it, it would have a more meaningful impact if you taught someone and coached someone and mentored someone to win or to get to the top six finalists of the USA Barista Championship, let's say. I think that would be, for you, by the sound of it, would be even more um, meaningful. Yeah. You would have more pride, more pride in it, proud of the person uh, they get. The other thing is, is like the whole point of our business in the business and the reason I open it is it's like the, the metaphor idea, right? Teach a, teach a man to fish. Teach, if you can teach somebody to teach others what you have learned in some sort of success, success, then if they stay with you, your company can grow because they can teach others to grow. If they leave, same thing you said. They get to speak well of your company and they get to go do their own thing with everything they learned. And they're like, I learned all that at Cat and Cloud. That's the stuff. Yes. Yes. And I had Emmy Fukahori on Wednesday and uh, I like the way she phrased it. You know, like competition to her and winning the World's uh, Brewers Cup uh, was just a starting point. It was more rather than a landing point. And I think it's, it's crucial to understand that and wrap your head around it and the best part of what she said is that competition to her, she enjoyed the process of training sourcing because it pushed her to look for more coffees, train her palate, etc. So I think even the process behind competition plays an important role to it as well. Uh, but going back on the entrepreneurship uh, and what you just said about your employees and your values around Cat and Cloud, uh, I think a lot of times we see so many people caught up into jobs that they are supposed to do because parents, society, Uncle Leo, uh, or whoever, uh, Uncle Leo, whoever it is, tell you you should be a doctor, you should be this, you should be that, um, and they get stuck. Uh, and then eventually what I've noticed is that a lot of times coffee, it's something that people, uh, you know, coffee find them rather than them finding coffee. And there's a lot of world barista champions, like literally that, you know, they had a path, you know, they were studying law, they were studying this, they were supposed to become the next big lawyer. And then now they're just, you know, dirty hands, roasting, pouring, brewing. What would you say to people who are stuck in what's considered a good job, but they hate it, 
and they want to chase their true passion and perhaps it's connected to coffee? That's such an important question. The thing that I believe everybody in the world needs to know is that they're valuable when they are themselves. And when you try like you're the most valuable when you are authentically yourself. Why? Because you're the happiest. And when you're the happiest, you're the most approachable. You're the most attractive emotionally. You are a beacon of positivity for the world. And if you're in a place that's suppressing who that is, money is not going to make you happy. Money will help you not be as stressed out. But sometimes the stress of pursuing something you love ends up being well, like the positivity of pursuit, even though there's stress there. I don't make as much money because I'm in coffee, maybe. But I'm happier and my family is happier and my friends I make better and I give them something because I have the energy to give it to them versus getting it sucked out of my life because of money. I say there's something to that, and, and that's not always easy. I'll also say that. Like, a lot of the times, we're searching. There's a lot of ways to find your way to your true self and find your why, like Simon Sinek would say, or, or whatever. There's so many ways to find that. But it's really important that you would find that for yourself and find out who you really are, what your, your personal mission would be, what you are honestly going to be at your soul, so that you can find out what kind of work allows you to be that within it. And I don't, it doesn't have to be coffee, but whatever that is, that's your thing and do not miss it because you can still make a lot of money in the future if you're doing something that is about you and, and about you in a way where it's, it's, it's serving, not about you in terms of making money and selfishness. Yes, and I think that's so relevant in this day and age. Uh, and, you know, and I think often in coffee we forget that sure we, you know, we just served out a four or five dollars cup of coffee to someone and yet we can make in such a simple way we can make someone's day mm -hmm. with hey john is that the skinny latte medium with two sugars and all of a sudden john it's into a bubble you know for five and fifteen minutes and the fact that we can make someone's day uh so so simply and yet so many people at scale because we might be doing 50, 60, 80 kilos of coffee a week, right? And I think going back on the money factor, I think that even then it's like we're all into a capacity to be able to manage money well. Like we are the deliverable. Like we, we can control the way that we spend our lifestyle. Uh, we can downsize. We can move back with our parents. We can do a lot of different things, move out 30 minutes away from the CBD. Um, and yet, I think the best job in the world is the one that you go to sleep and you sleep fine. That's my dog right there. I so agree with you. And you know, people don't like, give themselves that credit of being, if, if you give genuine hospitality, you genuinely care about people, more often than you'll ever know, you are the best part of somebody's day. And it's 10 minutes and you're changing their life somehow kind of a miracle because you're just just serving them coffee and being nice and you're like well i'm already nice and i already am that yeah but you don't value that as much as people do and you need to recognize that that is worth it's worth it it's awesome i mean let's be real they just spent five dollars and obviously it's a lot of money for some unfortunately and it's very small for others 
And with $5, they bought themselves a slice of 15 minutes of happiness, right? Yeah. And, and we are able to create that aside from obviously the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that we can go back and sleep because we're not stressed out, it means that we are happy with what we do. Whether it's pizza deliveries, whether it's making coffee, whether it's picking up rubbish because you feel good about what you're doing for the environment, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter the equation. Eventually, money will come, and it's just a, a just a, you know, a derivative. That's all it is. It's just a consequence of providing a service or a product. Um, Your perspective is so awesome, man. It's I love it. This is really fun to talk about. <laughs> this is my jam, and I, and I and I hope that I'll get this podcast to kind of also talk more about these topics. And you were also perfect for it. I just don't want to make just about coffee. I think there is so much more to coffee, and I think. Going back on finding what you love, you know, I always use the example of football. A lot of people get caught up to the idea that if football is your passion, you should become the next. Uh, I mean, no, football to you is American football. Oh, I got uh, you. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you, me. Me. Right. Yeah, yeah. you know, the idea is like, okay, I got to be the next Cristiano Ronaldo, Leo Messi. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You can become a journalist, a blogger, an Instagrammer, uh, the commentator. Uh, the guy who throw the balls back into the pitch, a, a trainer, physio, uh, the list goes on. Uh, you can be a salesman, trades players, representing players, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Same with coffee. It doesn't have to be you got to become a barista champion. You got to be a roaster. No, no, no. Do what you like. I mean, that's just so that Sub-Zero tuned in and Kirk and Todd, uh, lovely people from Melbourne and what they believe in is providing high-quality coffee and preserve it uh, in freezers and frozen coffees. And that's, that's their jam. That's what they love. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Nothing awesome. wrong with that. No, that's, that's awesome. great. I mean, this is, there, there is endless creativity for those who are interested in pursuing it. And even down to just simple things that are going to make a huge impact. Like we're going to release a, a project, nothing groundbreaking, but a project where – um, we're tied, I'm tied in specifically in, in a few of us, but in, in Santa Barbara Mountain, Honduras, the people that we've been buying coffee there are, are true partners, right? We care about them. We want to actually find a way to support. So we're going to raise our whole bean price $1 on all of our Honduran coffees. And that dollar is going to directly, every bag is going to go directly back to our partners there. One year we bought them a deep pulper. Um, and that's just out of our own, just as cat and cloud, but this is something where, the world gets to begin to connect. And it's a simple, creative thing where we're just going to – I talked to Ben Hameen at the dry mill who's got the – who liaisons everything, and he's comfortable managing the money. And we're going to make sure that it all goes to helping specifically with farming practices, fertilizer, whatever. Not a huge idea, but really big impact. Also, there's a lot more you could do with that if you wanted to make your job some sort of Nonprofit. Nonprofit doesn't mean you can't make money and have a life. It means that your business isn't for profit. It means all that money goes somewhere. So it's like, you know, it's there's you can make something special happen if you are creative enough. Funny story about Messi. I I had long hair and I was at Disneyland. I have this arm tattoo, and a kid sat next to me at a ride and he asked me if I was Messi and I was like, no. <laughs> really nice honor though. <laughs> that is fantastic and brilliant. Um, just a very uh, quick question. Ah, yeah, I can see that on your face uh, with the tattoo as well. Um, 
Vag, Vag is asking if, uh, is that the farm that you're talking about uh, that Charles Babinski used in WBC 2015? No, that's, so uh, Ocotillo is a part of the mountain where we also buy coffee. So that is in not Neves, but Las Flores, I believe. And, and basically this mountain, you know, it's a big old mountain. So El Cedral's here, uh, Neves is here, Flores is here. It's like one of those. So there's a bunch of communities on this mountain that we go visit. We have coffee in four of the six or seven communities now. Yes, Ocotillo, seen it. It's up the hill from one of ours. Uh, great coffee. Fantastic. Um, also, you and Chris started and run a podcast, and uh, I love to see more and more coffee people using more platforms to reach out and share knowledge and values, whether those values and knowledge is related to coffee farm origins or what we just talked about. Uh, what pushed you to, to start it and also what's been so far your favorite uh, part of it? Yeah, okay, so the podcast predates the company. So Chris and I have been doing coffee together since 2009. Uh, I helped start Verve Coffee in, in Santa Cruz way back in the day, 2007 we started it. 2009 he came along, we started our blog with the Cat and Cloud logo in 2010 and that was when we launched the, the idea of the one-in-one, -one. we put our video out. But uh, we always liked sharing ideas and connecting and just challenging coffee, especially coffee ideals, because specialty coffee is young, like 30-ish years in general of kind of pursuing specialty coffee as Starbucks states. I don't know about Australia, but in the States, that's about what we're working with. So we started the podcast as well as a subscription service to prove that people would want to buy our coffee so that we could get a small business loan to start Cat and Cloud. <laughs> uh, so that is, it, it was the mix of wanting to share our ideas. It was cathartic. It was just expression, kind of like we're doing now, right? Good conversations with great people. And the combination of that and being able to, to market our little product to show banks that we were deserving of a loan to start this company that I have. Uh, my favorite part has been perspectives, just growing and, and seeing where we were and how sh little we knew, even though we knew a lot, to where we are now and, and being able to be proud of myself for the growth and for how like ignorant I was when I was younger, uh, but also being able to authentically share all of our ups and downs and pitfalls and learning experiences with others so that people can feel like... I think you maybe understand this, that people can think that you're so awesome because you're known. People know you, so you're super cool. Thumbs up, blah, blah, so on and so forth. You're a perfect god of a human. And it's like, no, we're not. Also, you can be amazing too. Check it out. I make mistakes all the time. Somehow I have perseverance. Maybe I make good decisions sometimes. Maybe I get lucky. This is my experience. I think and documenting that process becomes so relevant because I think that – I. A good friend of mine, and he's also my personal trainer, but, uh, you know, we often discuss social media, for instance, and creating content. And something that clicked with him is, you know, he was showing me all these people and all these pages. And I'm not trying to throw him off the bus because I think this is a very, very, very common issue. And he was showing me all these people, and he said, I'm not ready. And I'm like, what are you talking about? How often do you see all these fitness pages where they already a finished product. But that's not relatable because you and I look at that and find it confronting. That's scary. And 
it puts me off all the spenders because I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to be able to this size that I can fit in my phone. Like, like the, the, the 12 pack, not even six, is almost six, it's 12. Yeah. And I said to him, why don't you just document the process? And by the way, he's tanked, like he's fit, he's ready. Yeah. Like he does couple A right? He does body movement, he does monkey moves. Like he does a lot of weird stuff that not many people Art. do. Kind of eat a portal if you know eat a portal yeah. philosophy. And, and, and I was like, man, people will love what you're doing. And again, even if you can save one person, say that Trudy tunes into your TikTok, Instagram, uh, gets one of your free program and lose 10 kilos or pounds, whatever you, you go by, yeah. and lose 10 kilos, hey, it's one person that you're already adding a huge amount of value. You know, it's like right now, it's not, the live stream is not, very busy because 9 a.m. in Australia, people are working, and 4 p.m. over there, it doesn't work. But but this is recorded and it's into a podcast that will be listened in a month, in two, in five, in two years, to YouTube, into IGTV. And even if you and I can give value to one person, I'm happy. Same. And, and even even if that person is each other, it's fine. I was gonna say, I'm, I'm, and I'm getting it, it. Nothing else. I'm getting energy, and it feels good because somebody else resonates with what I believe. It's encouraging that in and of itself. And yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repost this video. And I've started just recently a little Instagram page that is literally called uh, whatever. It's not about that. But the point of the page is imperfect leadership, basically. It's like, check me out. I'm going to tell you about all the stuff I do, all the failures I have. And I'm just starting it. But I want people to experience like, yeah, I'm successful. But also, like, this is my... These are journal entries from the past where I'm sitting here just like, this sucks, this is hard, I'm not doing well, here's things I've tried, here's literally things I'm going through. So people can see like, oh, you do see curated Instagram world on these other worlds and places, but this is like who I want to be and I want to help coach and lead and train and educate and help you understand that every leader you have met is going to let you down somehow <laughs> if you yeah. follow them closely. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I I think that you guys, I, you're kind of first in this genre, one of the first ones, because I think that for so often, and and that's why I think the USA that does it better than other parts of the world. I think for a long time, similar to social media, uh, the entire idea around business and entrepreneurship has been really put up, either on a pedestal, or has been demonized, especially in the coffee community. Mm -hmm. If you talk shop, if you talk money, all of a sudden it's like, ooh, you're ruining the art and the craft. Or otherwise, you just put it up there and you're like, oh, you got to be a, a 20 tons a week kind of business. And it's like, no, like, it's just everything in between is good. Mm -hmm. Everything in between is good. Like, there wouldn't be, you know, this wouldn't be possible without coffee and the craft, of course. But at the same time, it wouldn't be possible if coffee wasn't charged. Yeah. And yet we get so caught up in this little BS on what's right and what's wrong when it's not. So I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. And, and I think it's, it's the right direction to go for sure. Thanks. Yeah, it's easy to be so zoomed in that everything feels heavy. Everything feels hard. Everything feels impossible. I'm so close to it. It's like zoom out. You're in like a moment in time right now. And, and you probably have years and years and years and years ahead of you in life and you've only had so many so far there's this that you're feeling it's gonna pass this that you're feeling 
might not even be how you truly feel in your soul. Sit with it for a minute, get bigger than where you're at. And like, don't listen to what everybody else has to say. Like they all had to not listen to somebody else in order to get to where they're at. And do listen, whatever you listen- do, doesn't it? It's cool. Listen to it. And, and I mean, how do you feel about, you know, spreading the message and how relevant and how important it is to have platforms like Instagram, like podcasts, like YouTube, you name it? You know what? I have a hard time. I don't know how I purse. So I personally, I guess here's what I feel like with, with social media and things like that. Mm. Yeah, I think they're necessary because they're ways of people to connect with you in the same way that I... I believed in competition because it was a way to spread the message, right? So I yep. get it if you're using it for that. But if you're putting up these perfectly curated pictures all the time, uh, you're already lying to people. That's not who you yep. are. And it, it, you're not lying to people if you're putting them up and being like, hey, this is an artistic photo and this is what I'm doing. This is my art. That's not a lie. But if you're me and every po- photo you put up is pimped and just epic. How much time did I spend putting that picture together to make sure that somebody thought I was something better than I actually am? So I think there's just like, a, 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 it's great if you're authentic. For me. It still works. Yeah. Like whatever I say, who cares what I say? Because it works. Whatever you want to do with it, if it works for you, you're doing it. I have no problem with it. For me, I don't like it. I won't, I won't care about it. That's me. Who cares what I think? <laughs> No, 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 it's, it's super relevant. I think it's super relevant. And then we go back to my personal trainer friend. Uh, there is this assumption that it got to be a certain way. Obviously, there is a logic, an algorithm, a strategy, uh, you know, different purposes based on different type of pages. As long as you keep aligned to your values, then it's fine, rather than trying to copycat uh, A, B, C, and D model, A, B, C, and D influencers. It's all about being true to yourself. You're absolutely right. And, and you know, I, I do it for my customers, and that's one of the first things that I say. I say, I don't want you to become just another cafe on Instagram. I want you to tell me, what's your co-value? What's your story? It's about storytelling. What, what, what do you love the most? What, what people know you for? Then we try to capture and translate that into digital, that people have a clear picture of who you are, what you do. What do you want to focus on? The people. And what I hate about social media is that transactionality of it if a page is only transactional or superficial that's when it's not adding value to nobody mm-hmm. and sometimes i have a little bit of fights with customers which they use a different agency for their advertisements and i look at their ads and they use the same content that i've produced with my photographers and and i read the caption and the copy uh, the, the copy of the ad and I'm like oh no that's horrible <laughs> it's truly horrible it's like buy my coffee it's free delivery it's it's 20% only today da, 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 da. and I'm like people don't want to know that there's a reason why Coca-Cola will never knock people's doors and say hey do you want to buy a case of Coca-Cola Coca-Cola <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have sales reps for door to door I mean yeah. they're doing on, on wholesale but, but you get what I'm saying it's about oh, adding value I very much do. So, and what the thing I like about you though is it's like you're doing something, but you're doing it. It's so obvious that you have a reason. There's authenticity. You're not doing it. You're not selling shit, even though you're selling everything. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you're selling it, whatever you're selling, with a reason behind it and something that you connect to. And you're not looking. Yeah, you're not looking. Twenty percent off today, today, today. 
you get it. You get it. Yeah. yeah. And 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 I think I think um yeah, I love what you're saying about you in terms of not looking perfect all the times and it, it's so it's so much more it's so much more relatable. Yeah. Rather than having these gods and goddesses put up there and say, well, that's what I gotta be like. Yeah. It's um, now, that's unfortunately halfway through, but uh, I always have out-of-the-box question, and I love this question. Um, if you could, Jared, uh, who would you like to have dinner with? Oh, baby, that's a good one. Oh, who would I like to have dinner with? Ooh, okay, I can't do one. It's two. It's either Jay-Z or Walt Disney. Wow. That's cool. Um. Walt Disney for because I think he's one of the ultimate visionaries in the world ever, and I want to know who he really is because you, he died, right? Uh, yeah. But the Disney Park and the ability to what they did, right? They did this thing where they can take imagination, design, detail to the highest level of something that millions of people go through all the time with service and just like the commitment to the story is insane and the fact that whatever he did lasted and continues to last is important and then jay-z because he's i think one of the smartest human beings ever to live on the planet and i just really look up to his writing and the way that he speaks and raps and does business and you listen to just like his philosophies and his theories and i just resonate with them on a really really deep level that it's hard for me to express otherwise, except for it's like a soul connection thing that I've always felt. And so I just, I'd love either one. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I'm glad, I always love this question here, different answers. Uh, and I've heard lots of answers. So far, the most, the most voted is Elon Musk, uh, I gotta say. I think I got five people on him. Uh, but there's so many people that I'd love to have dinner with myself, but it's a, it's a good question to break it up. Uh, now, moving, just the last question on social media is more of a statement to say where you're at with that. I think also social media becomes a, a relevant element in terms of connection. And I, you, you mentioned that, right? So, yeah. you know, and I'll just give a brief story. I mean, I known about your brand because of a, of, of a, a movement that I believe in, or mostly, which is minimalism. And uh, through minimalism, I came across Matt Devella and one of his, and he's an amazing videographer and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And he did the 30-day caffeine challenge free with, with Chris. And then, you know, I started looking up you guys. I was like, wow, that's incredible. And a couple of weeks ago when I hit you up and I was like, hey, let's do something, it just clicked with me. I was outside on the balcony with my mate. Um, and I was like, well, it just hit me how just through a click I was able to, you know, I'm, I'm with someone who know Matt really closely in person which is crazy like, like the, yeah. the possibilities the people that are brought into these chairs uh, into this space it's just ridiculous and that as an application for okay I want to compete look for a few mentors online yeah. okay I need good coffee for my comp look for good roasters that want to work with you and, and it goes so much and that's where the potential comes you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, that—that that is, I think, one of the untapped beauties of this, right, is 
is exactly what you said. The ability of just like you're one step off of somebody who knows somebody that you've always wanted to connect with, you know, for all I know, like, oh, you're like, oh, yeah, actually, weirdly enough, I somehow know Jay-Z. And, you know, the same the same thing, not even necessarily as cool, but funny, you know, the movie Napoleon Dynamite. What is, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like it, in, in the most weird way, like the guy who plays Kip Dynamite has become a friend of mine because he had never drank coffee in his life and he happened to get into it the week we started the coffee podcast. And so he's like, oh, I'm going to pick this one. And then he emailed me and he's like, hey, are you coming up to Portland? And I'm like, yeah, I'm actually coming up to Portland next week. Would you be down to come over and show me how to pull espresso? I just started drinking coffee for the first, he was, he was a Jehovah's a Mormon who didn't drink coffee and he had like decided to start drinking coffee later in his life. And, and same thing, like I really enjoyed the movies, so on and so forth. We're friends now. And it, it's super weird, but it's awesome. And that's great. It's awesome. Yeah, it's also awesome. and it's awesome. so quick Great. and rapid. Yeah, there there is no six months wait on a pigeon. Like I think you know, and that's the part where we demonize social media, but there are positive aspects to it. And I'm glad that you that you share. And I, um, shifting a little bit more towards coffee, I think that coffee is beautiful, delicious, farm cupping, all of it. Uh, I think that often though we sort of forget that it would not be possible without people. It's one of those industries that is super people-centered. Uh, from farm to cup, but of the guy who orders a iced decaf, two sugars, shikarato, you know, those orders. Um, I think we often forget about the people element. We're focused either on the cup, we're focused on our own ego and entitlement of thinking that I'm better than John because I drink such and such coffee um, and yet people I think should and could become the new the new trend they should be the new trend I mean that is all that is what our business is based on the coffee needs to speak for itself without us needing to speak for it <laughs> we don't need to shout it from the mountaintop at all the people are all that matter in every facet so down with you you're like opening up the gospel for me the re <laughs> the our whole the mission behind the way we roast coffee, the coffees we source, source, the way we brew the coffee is to literally make you like uh, we focus on finish. And while there's so many different ways and expressions of coffee, it's like I, they're all good. I don't I don't care if you don't like my style the best. The reason we have our style is because we want it to leave you thinking about it. And we want you to walk away and be like, Wow, that experience was amazing with the people. That was crazy. Why'd they treat me like that? Oh, man, and then this coffee, it's got this taste that I'm like, it's it, it finished. It's lingering. Like, the way we extract all of it is like, it's about the finish. Hmm, what's up with that? And then they're thinking about it. And they're like, and essentially, we left them better. They have a positive memory associated with this place. Because as you're kind of alluding to, memories and experiences are the only thing in this life that we have. They are the thing that matters always. And if you can intentionally build those things into what you do, it matters on the lowest level and the highest level. And yeah, coffee is our catalyst for change. I love it. I'll go deep with it. I geek out on it, just like you were talking about. I want to, but I don't give a fuck compared to how it makes somebody feel in the context of our experience. That's why the Honduras project matters to me. It's a memory. We're connecting as humans. So I very much agree with you. And look, we can go deep and you, you open a box for me here. You know, if you really think about it and dive deep, 
you know, nobody's born a dentist, a doctor, a barista, right? And yet the first thing that we get to learn and know is humans because we're literally born into people too, ideally, usually. I mean, plus the doctors who pull you out. But, um, (laughs) you know, yeah, that's where really it's our first experience. It's that connection at a human level. And going back on the money topic and the stress and not sleeping at night and having this obsession around money, which it does help. It's, it's, it's relevant. Okay. I don't, I'm not demonizing money, uh, but that makes you forget about the connection. And then you swear at Lauren, you, you don't treat George the way she be treated. And I have disconnected from it. I think that the successful companies out there are the ones that put people, uh, be, be, before anything else, before the product, before the service, before themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think people should be the new trend, even though it's been a trend that it always existed. Instead of yeah. thinking Pantone color, uh, logo, uh, Shopify plus uh, top 500 for, like, you know, finding the new meat lab, vegan meat like, to invest in, People, if you have a strong skills with people, is where any game is at. Yeah, because I, I agree. you can learn how to make coffee. <laughs> you can, and and the only thing I'll piggyback on top of you there is it's like it, you also have to learn to take care of yourself so that you can take care of other people. And uh, and so many people don't, you know, they're like, oh, cool, you're a fitness guy because you are a super jock and you like sports. And it's like, no, I mean, I happen to. But that's not why you should like fitness. You should like fitness because it's good for your brain and your body, and it's going to let you live longer and be healthier for all the scientific reasons you should do it. You shouldn't demonize it or, or meditation or, or breathing practices or whatever those things are because those are the things that allow you, a.k.a. the leader that you could be, to be able to help somebody else. And I always say with, for our company and our people, like, hey, leaders, you're lifeguards. And if lifeguards drown, so does everybody else. So you need to find ways to take care of yourself so that you can do all these things you're talking about. And that's all I'll say is I'll just add that to you because that's there is an element people forget oftentimes, which is like take care of yourself so you can take care of others. It's not selfish. Correct. But you do need to serve. You do need to serve people for this all to work at, at its highest level. <laughs> and, and, and I think once you reach that level, your level of self-awareness and authenticity just go, grows exponentially. You know, being true to yourself, you know, like, and, and that's where people will like, Hey, it's no longer about the brand. It's no longer about the, the salary. It's about, Hey, I really want to connect with Jared, really want to work with him. And that's where I think a lot of people, and I was talking to someone recently, uh, they were on a free consultation call cause I, cause I do those for individual, not businesses. Um, and, 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 they're asking me for the next step in their career. And I said, well, I was like, man, if I were in you, I would, and he's in the UK, I would hit up, you know, the Colin Harmon of the world and say, listen, man, I don't care about money. I want to work for you for free. Just, you know, I'm good. I've won this much so far. I'm this good. I just want to work with you. Like, like, do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think that's also relevant. Um, and we had a few questions in between, but we weren't really deep and, uh, and, and, and I, I have so many questions here that I haven't read. We just were not well. But uh, Max is asking if we could explain more what we mean by connection 
to people and how you know we would do that mm, uh, in reference to social media or through my business I think well Max you can uh, pre precise in the comments I believe connecting people just in general whether it's at the cafe or um, mm -hmm. with social media yeah because we touch base on both so, I mean, my belief is that it does come, I mean, it comes through service and care and being willing to show people that they have like a safe place where they're actually cared for, as well as the ability for you to be authentically who you are. That, you know, there's, there's a, I assume there's a reason you're tuning into this podcast live because of, of you and what you do with this thing. Somebody's, you are connecting with it. So it's not necessarily my job to ensure that you connect with me, it's my job to be so connected with myself that people who understand, and, and, and with my ideals and my values and my whatever it is, my job is that, like, this is a two-way street. You can connect with me or not. I can care about you more than you can care about me. That's not my position to make you care about me more. So that's what connection is natural. It happens when, again, I said it earlier, if you're healthy, you're more attractive as a human being not because of your looks, because there's an eminence that comes from you that people want to be around. And so finding your health, your purpose, your authenticity allows you the ability to actually connect. Because when you're doing something else, when you're putting on a face of, you know, you mentioned Colin Harmon, who's an awesome guy, good friend. He actually toured me around on my honeymoon. But if you're like, I need to be exactly like Colin Harmon, you're leaving yourself behind and there's a difference between learning from a mentor or, or emulating things that you like about somebody. You know, Jay-Z, Walt Disney. I'm going to emulate things that I've learned from them, but I'm not trying to be Jay-Z or Walt Disney. And somebody's going to connect with me because of me. I don't, I don't get yeah. to choose who connects with me. Very hard to top that. I think probably just a little more is stripping yourself of entitlement and expectations as well. I think the minute that you expect things from people is when you lost that connection mm -hmm. because, you know, people can stay Um Max meant more in a, in, in a business way, but I think that this answer is business. This is just exact. this applies to business. People don't want to do, people buy people. It has zero, very little to do. Of course there is marketing, of course there's advertisement, but the moment that you're very transactional, I'm not sure if you missed that part, Max, but the minute that you are very transactional, you are lost the sense, the, the true sense of yourself. You're not showcasing who you are, you're showcasing what you have to sell. Mm -hmm. And then you forget your why, and you touch base on that. Why am I selling this? Mm -hmm. You explain to us why you built Cat and Cloud. You didn't say, hey, I got Honduras coffee, $15, an extra dollar, go to the farmer, you want to buy it. Yeah. Very different. And, and yet, it's about being true to yourself, aligned to the U.S. values. And look, you'll never be able to make everyone happy. Um, some people will turn around and say, oh, that's dumb. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's I agree it. With you. People, people oftentimes go, oh, cool, you're, trying to, you're so idealistic. Like, that's not business. I'm like, good for you. Don't believe me. I'll, I'll show you that I disagree with you and I'll show you through the success of the people with me that I believe you're wrong. But what if maybe we're both right and there doesn't have to be a dualistic view of this? What if it just works 
because of the way it works for me with the people who connect. Like you said, I don't have to make everybody happy. And if you try, that's going to suck for you because then you're going to compromise. And that's when you don't sleep at night. And that's when you don't sleep at night. And that's when you start going like, oh, there's an icky feeling in my stomach, but I'm making so much money. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. And also, I think, uh, and I'm not one, I don't want to drill Max, but, you know, I'm saying we are people, we're not making money. Okay, thanks. I'll be better in exposing what I sell. I think that's, that's, how can I say, that ain't right. Um, it's not about exposing what you sell. It's about, it really is about more than that. It's about being yourself. That's it. As cliche as it is, that's it. Then everything else will tag along. But the minute that you start asking for people, follow me, check me out, look what I do, uh, uh, help me, uh, I want to make a million dollars, that's already the wrong starting point. Because unfortunately, it doesn't exist. And by the way, what I love about you, what you said, it's something, it's so weird because I got two, of, <laughs> two today. Um, about the fact that you don't like, you know, like we, we talked about interviewing people, right? Mm -hmm. And you were saying how I liked people that, that walk out of Cat and Cloud and they don't need a job interview, right? Do you hire, you know, your HR system? Do you go by feeling? Do you go by going through scrutinizing resumes? How do you feel about interviews? Because we touched on that. Yeah, so I've, I've moved... A long way. Uh, so from the beginning, there is a consistency. It's, it's all values-based interviewing, and it's all behavioral-based. So it doesn't really have to do with skill set, because if you're good, you can teach people anything. You know, it's like, I've even struggled with that in schooling. It's like so many people go to school for so long, and they get a degree, and there's good reasons to do that. But when you go to the workplace, none of that matters. It all just kind of proves to the people who hire you that you have determination or whatever they're looking for. Because all they do is say, cool, good job at school. This is exactly how we do it. And then they take you to school for their place in their own schooling. <laughs> so the values-based interviewing comes down to ideas around how are you going to fit in with what we do here? Is it going to drive you crazy? Is it going to make you want to shoot yourself? So that's the wrong way to say it. But do you, are you going to hate it here? We're not going to hire you. Are you going to be problematic here? Because we need to ask you questions that you can't. You can't manipulate to sound good. You know, it's like you can't you can't answer these questions like most people do. And, you know, what's your what's your biggest weakness? Well, I suppose it's that I overwork myself because I care so much about the business. And it's like, well, I say, <laughs> you say that here. That's actually a problem. If you overwork yourself, you're going to be a burned out asshole. So I don't actually want you here. And, and yeah. we don't ask that question. But questions like that are easy for smart people or people who have figured out the system to get in and get jobs and those people become toxic so i don't really currently believe in resumes i believe in conversations and some form of experience i think i think a letter of like why you want to work for a company and 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 something like this you have facetime now right like that is more meaningful in getting to know a human being i don't have it perfectly figured out but we're in the process of going from the standardized resume to values-based interviewing, to something more. And, and you're kind of yeah. hearing what I feel. Uh, I, I honestly, uh, I'm loving and hating this, this, this live stream because I love it, 
but I hate the fact that you are, I don't know, 15,000 kilometers away because I think you and I, like the things you said about uni, I just literally said pretty much the same to a mate of mine recently on why I didn't go to uni, uh, despite my mom being a teacher, which was a huge, you know, but, but they were always brought me up on as long as you're happy, which is, mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for that uh, belief system. But because we're approaching in eight minutes the end of it, and wow. I don't want to hold you longer, but we should, we should definitely do this another one maybe next couple of months. Yeah. Um, I think you touched base on something that I really want to ask you before um, around burnt out. So one of the first people that I interviewed about eight weeks ago was Len Butler, which I'm sure that, you know, someone you cross paths oh, with yeah. Len. Yeah. yeah. Of course. And, you know, we kind of coined the humble mode kind of quote in the sense of, I think there is this very unhealthy idea of hustling. There is this big word, it's very fancy, it's very trendy, it's very Googleable, Googleable, and all of a sudden, if you don't hustle, you're a dickhead. Uh, um, and, and yet, I think that that word gets most people to that burnt out element that you just talked about. And something that I heard in a podcast earlier this morning on my way back home, I, you know, someone, what, what was it? Uh, it was the guy from Shopify, and um, he said something along the line of, if you die, you can't, you can't give value, you can't leave, you know? <laughs> something like that. He said it much better, but that, and that, that, that's concept. So um, what do you say to the people that are out there burning themselves out? Yeah, I mean, I briefly mentioned it before, but if the lifeguard drowns, so does everybody else. You got people to take care of. So I agree with whatever the Shopify sentiment. It feels similar to what I, uh, I believe as well. Uh, the hustle is weird to me, and I don't know exactly why, but I think – actually, I do know why. I feel like it's a lot of people tapping into an algorithm or tapping into something that they know that works and just getting a piece of this pie that somebody figured out. And – there's a lack there can be a lack of authenticity there and that doesn't mean that side hustles aren't important or good or right but you know even in me briefly talking about this other ig account that i've created which i'm not here to pitch it's more like the reason i finally started it is that i had a reason that i felt like resonated in my soul whereas a lot of people in the past were like dude do this do that hit the algorithm this many posts do this you know plan ahead get your thirty thousand follower plus and start getting paid for this and i'm like i'm not trying to get paid for this and i don't know if people understand that with me that it just money does not make you happy value makes you happy so for me i that's where i struggle with hustle as well in that there's a place for it and people need it and i'm down for those people who need it and tap into it and i'm so happy that there's opportunity for those who are just kind of getting screwed by systems and not getting opportunities who are very creative passionate amazing like Maybe Matt Devell is one of them in that he couldn't do what he wanted to yeah. do and then he's crushing. If that's the case, 100%. that's not a hustle to me, though. But people take that and say, that's a hustle. And I'm like, that's not a hustle. That's somebody being real. So I guess I maybe that's what's hard I for me. I don't get it. I, I, I think it's just a label. Simple. Like, it, like, I think it's just a label like being vegan, like being a minimalist, like being uh, – it's a label that enables people to have – an ego-centered hope towards something or someone, right? Whether that something is money, whether something 
you know, is fame, is success, being recognized, and ultimately, it's actually leading back at the very core root of potential insecurities. Of yeah. Eternal, right? Because yeah. if you don't care what people think about you, then, well, then you're just going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's an ego part of it as well. Obviously, it's just about people, you know. Mm-hmm. Hustlers, vegans, minimalists, sports people, they are people. What's before that? CEO, entrepreneur, founder, owner, it just goes on, you know, the business card, American psycho scene. It's just a piece of laminated and whatnot paper. Like, yeah. it really is to feel good about yourself. Yeah, and that's a, so like this dude, Reezy Resells, he just said, somebody say hustle. He's a friend of mine. He, he hustles, but he's real. And hustle is not, he's used to turn hustle like in a different way. But man, you should connect with him on the side because he is, he made his life because he figured out that <laughs> he was poor. He had a kid when he was really young and he, he figured out how to make money reselling on Amazon and selling books and helping people. So it's like, yeah, he pinned himself so you could see him. But he's, he's a homie who's like an authentic hustler for the right reasons. He's not a hustler to look cool. He's not a hustler, you know, like he figured it out. And it's, it's that's different than hustling because you want to look like somebody else. Like bullshit. He's winning. Somebody else. Yeah, he's winning. Exactly. He's winning. Like, yeah. like those people are the ones who win. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where is 100K, 500, a million, a billion. He's winning. Yeah. I mean, Elon Musk sent someone into space. Like, like, like people now just like, oh, yeah, Elon Musk. Like, 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 like let us sink in. Like, he let someone, like, he put someone into space. That's fucked. <laughs> That's yeah. so out of reality. And God knows how many projects he's working on. God knows where he's going. Yeah. You know, so, and, and I think you're right. I think, you know, is that that word that's been used? Um, and at the end of the day, you know, it's always been since the very early days, you know, just before the word even existed, people worked hard and did what they did in order to, you know. And there's people who wrote books who were never published and then they've been published after they died and now they've sold over a million copies. And yet they were happy that those 12, 14, 17 people read that book, you know, whilst they were alive. And now if they're watching from somewhere, they're like, wow, I left behind a legacy without even knowing it because I believed in writing what I wrote. Yeah. Uh, Jared, it's shattering that it's 9.58 here. So it's probably, what, 3.58 there or 4.58. I'm not sure. Sure, whatever. Uh, it's two minutes away from the 60-minute mark. Um, and I really hope that we could keep going. But it's I understand that we're, we're both busy. Um, first and foremost, thank you very much for uh, coming in. I'm going to shoot you a DM to properly thank you. Um, is there anything that you left off in terms of what's next for you? Because we kind of went very macro. Um, and, uh, yeah, and we got probably about 45 seconds. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm here, I'm here for y'all. I don't, I don't need – my work and my life will show itself with, as it comes out. And if you're down, cool, follow us. Cat and Cloud, we're here. We got, we got you. But we're a long way away. I'd love to come over there sometime and, like, do something for real with you, vice versa. Fuck yeah. Really appreciate it. Let's do this again. 100%, man. Brother, uh, 
hope you have an awesome evening. Stay safe. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in, man. This was, yeah, I, I need to sit down. <laughs> yeah, baby. Same. Take care. All right. Take it easy. Ciao, Jerry. There you have it, guys. It's 15, 13 seconds left. I would love if you reshare this with people because this was incredibly hugely valuable. Uh, five seconds left. Thank you for tuning in and uh, stay safe out there.